Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Public Truth Podcast, Conversations on Church in Culture. I'm Daniel Evans, your host. And unfortunately, I am again joined by Thomas West. Daniel, why do you say it like that, man? Like, where where is this going to go? Like, what what else could we be doing, man? You know exactly why I say that. I miss you, man. I miss, I miss, I miss you, you, too, man. I don't like it. I don't like it like this. No, shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Should it? Nope. Nope. Not the way it's supposed to be. It's really not. There's a lot of that going on around today, isn't there? Come on, man. Not the way it's supposed to be. We are back for another dialogue today um, before we get into the official conversation. I think it's been 48 hours since we've talked on the public truth. We're, we're about four days now, three days into the official lockdown imposed by the UK government. Lockdown. How are you and Elizabeth and the kids doing, man? Yeah, things are good over here. Uh, the West London Academy is still open for business. Uh, we've uh, implemented uh, consequences to the regiment for uh, poor behavior, and um, that seems to be going well. Um, Shepard and I are on uh, to the letters uh, G and H. Uh, H, pardon. G as uh, in my G. G as in greatness and moi going. And uh, an H as in Hector, uh, Hoyopolis, and Hat. So that's where we are. Um, Perry is uh, seems to be doing well with Elizabeth and... Um, yeah, we uh, we started ordering a little food uh, to the house, like the uh, the provisions, as some might say, and uh, we had a big veggie box delivered this morning. So now we get to uh, try to like eat our weight in fresh produce. So that'll be that'll be a good challenge. Seems Elizabeth's cool. still baking stuff though: banana bread, banana bread, uh, chocolate oatmeal cookies, and uh, Pioneer Woman strawberry granola bars. So. Let me know what that is. A lot of a uh, lot of eating um, in and around the house, and more to come. I think that's us. There's probably some more profound stuff I should be saying, but that's what's on my mind right now. Are you burning calories when you intake all that as well? Yeah, when I'm uh, masticating, yeah, I uh, get a few cows burned that way. So, also got tagged with a push-up challenge video. Um, we'll see if uh, we'll see if you carry out uh, your end of the tagging. I don't that, do that, um, man. Be interesting. Be interesting. You don't you don't participate in social fun. It's the same you? philosophy when you get the email from somebody saying, you know, you have to forward this on, or a baby in Africa is going to die, or something. I just don't. I I break those chains as quick as I possibly can. <laughs> break every chain. But it's different. It, one, it's not an email. And two, I'm not talking about um, African babies. I'm just inviting you to like participate in something. To what end? Hmm? Why? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So we can, uh, so we can uh, masticate, drink, and be merry. I don't know. Just whatever. What, do you, what does that word mean? Masticate? That was the, that was the word from a junior year at Auburn for chewing. Huh. Taking something apart with your mouth. Why? Eating. What do you mean, junior Easy. year at Auburn? Like you learned it in class or just... Well, yeah, that's when I took that biology class. That's when I took that biology class. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's really cool. Is that biology, it, is that biology class helping you now 
with the virus going on around? I learned a lot of things then that I ought to be remembering now. What I know now is I still feel like I wake up in the fog with a little bit of a, with a little bit, I mean, a little bit of a health funk and I don't know what to do about it. So you got the virus. Still there. You got that virus. I, got, I, probably, I probably got the virus. I probably got the, you know what? I got bronchitis. I got bronchitis. Ain't smelled, ain't tasted in a week. You got it, dude. I think we, I think we've all had it, man. And we're still here. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way this, uh, this episode is going. What's, what's going on over there with you? Probably what's too much banter. Down? We're going to, we're going to keep the banter to a minimum on future I think episodes. It's be a, the, 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 the word this week is banter. Yeah. Could be. We're okay, man. This goes. Yeah, we're okay. We've absolutely loved the weather, man. When we lock down here in the UK, all of a sudden we've had the best weather that we've had in uh, in six months, and uh, yeah, we're thankful to have a little little garden in the back that we can go sit mm. and enjoy it. Um, well, kids are doing go. great with school. Paige is setting a great schedule for us. Trying to get into a routine and keep it um, be flexible mm. with it, while at the same time um using it so mm-hmm. uh, we're we're doing fine really mm-hmm. enjoyed some of our church gatherings on the, online the last couple of nights so uh mm-hmm. overall we're good i'm really hoping that uh the initial suggestion that this is going to be a three-week lockdown i'm i'm hoping there's some foot off the gas at the end of those three weeks because yeah, we're where i can nice. begin to get a little disappointed and dejected in these days that are otherwise going fine is to think about it going beyond three weeks. So that's Wild where house. we are. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's good. Um, you're, you're in your attic space with a little office. I'm in mine. We're both looking out of our South facing windows at a beautiful day. Let's, let's start mm-hmm. the conversation on church and culture here on let's the go. public truth, man. Um, what we have seen, I mean, the word unprecedented has been thrown out uh, a lot, and it really I have heard it once or twice. Have you? Have you? Mm. Um, it really has um, done something for, for our generation, our parents' generation, even that, uh, that has never been, never been seen before, both the virus itself, the illnesses, uh, unfortunately, the, the deaths related to it. And, and then the knock-on effects of it with the economy, the social isolation, people staying inside it. We've never seen anything like it before. Um, but, but I think we can, we can have a conversation on church and culture, on what it's actually doing to us in our emotions. We've talked about this before, you and I, offline. We've actually talked about it in bits during previous podcast episodes, but... I mean, the, the best word I can think of is there's a shaking going on um, mm. with, with the virus, the effects of the virus. People really seem shaken, me, me included, by what it's doing in us, by what it's doing to us. We've seen things like this before, speaking of you and me and people in our generation with, with other things that have happened in, in the last... 20 years of immediate history, but in this particular virus, it seems like it's all coming together. 
Um, mm. Do you have any, any reflections to get us started on the virus and then the effects of the virus and the way it seems like it's shaken us emotionally mm. um, as, as we look at how it's affecting the things around us? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Shaking. Yeah. Uprooting. Um, That's a good word. You know, maybe you look around, it just seems like things are shifting for nations, for uh, cities, for communities, for families and for individuals. I'm not, I've never been great with maths, but I think that's five. It seems like things are, the times are changing. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the news headlines that come out in the next couple of weeks as uh, people start looking ahead and making some projections for how the future will look different because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we can expect things to change at the community level. Um, we can expect things to change um, at the city level and at the national level. Yeah. Um, it'll be, that'll, that'll be really interesting to, to take a look in and, uh, and see, and see where those conversations go. I'm sure we can have some good chats around that, but, uh, it does the shaking, the, the uprooting. Yeah. I mean, the people, the situations right around seems to be people have, uh, this is a time when, when people, I'm not talking about people out there. I'm talking like the people in here, like in this conversation as well, we place our we place our our faith or our hope or our trust uh, or our anger or our security. Pick your word. We seem to mm-hmm. place it in these different areas, and a moment like this comes along, similar to moments in the past, similar to nine eleven, similar to um, different wars, similar to uh, the recent uh, financial recession, and uh, recent is in like you know thirteen years ago. And um, in those moments, things that we were leaning on or depending on, uh, they're shaken or those trusts get uprooted. And it's really interesting to consider like how that is happening right among us right now. That's good. As you you think about it, do you have specific um, trust or securities or anchors that are being challenged right now? Would you even, even in your own life or just kind of in, in, you know, your sphere of influence, are you, are you um, able to see anything um, starting to be shaken or uprooted? Yeah, man. I mean, maybe it's a look back at those things that you just named and how it seems like the coronavirus and its effects are, are really bringing all of them out. Um, mm. 9-11 was formative for us and our generation. For the first time I felt Growing up in America, otherwise super safe, super secure feeling, um, I felt the feeling of vulnerability to my physical mm-hmm. safety, and mm-hmm. things changed after that. Um, seven seven, the same thing here in the UK that people of our generation experienced. Two thousand eight, otherwise always provided for by my parents, never wanted for anything, and in two thousand eight the economic crises hits and uh, and for the first time felt the um, the uprootedness 
of a mm-hmm. lack of financial security or promise for financial provision in the future. And that really affected me. Um, Brexit, uh, the election of 2016 in America, these, t- these, these things that have shown us the, the shakiness or the mm-hmm. uh, unrootedness of our ability to trust in government and governmental systems. Those have proven themselves here even in recent years. And it seems here in the coronavirus and its effects, all those things are coming out. Um, We we can't trust in uh, financial security for the future because this is changing things massively. As you said, we don't even know what the implications are going to be on the economy. We just know that there are going to be some. So for me personally, for you and I personally, as we run a startup organization that's reliant on cash to get us up and going, um, Mm -hmm. there's no promise of future financial security there, especially not now with what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. Our own personal safety is being challenged and threatened by this virus that's running around. It's unseen. People aren't even exhibiting symptoms. And uh, I can work out every day. I can drink water. I can eat healthy. And, and there's no security of, of health. Um, governments have been uh, questioned with their responses to the virus, both how they're how they responded to the financial implications, the social and healthcare implications. Man, I'm thankful for governments that are in control, but we cannot put our hope, our faith, our trust, all those words that you you used, our foundation and the government to respond. Well, that's been shaken in, uh, in recent weeks, man. So I, if I were completely dependent on finances, health, uh, social continuity, the government, both local, national, and even global cooperation, uh, this unsettling time would be even much more massively unsettling because those things have proven they, they really can't uphold. They, they really can't root us in, uh, in unsteady times. So, Daniel, we established a few uh, episodes ago that we uh, do not believe the coronavirus is some type of primary judgment that God is bringing against humanity. In fact, we would say um, this is not the way it's supposed to be. So there's uh, something else. There's there's another template for, for how a flourishing creation ought to be running and and there's a great sense where this is not according to script. It's not according to script, but God is still over it. And God actually has a promise that he's going to use these kinds of things, especially for those who love him and are called according to his purposes to actually bring about great good. Deep, massive concepts we're skirting up on here. So so let's get let's get really direct. It's clear that some type of shakedown on our trust is happening. It's clear that the things that we are prone to lean upon and depend upon, some would say to trust in, 
to have different types of security or just a sense of well with all wherewithal and safety it's clear that those things are being exposed in this moment as not really able to provide the ultimate security that we need that that's clear the question i'll pose to you then is does god have a track record of using events like this for good and if so do you have any episodes or examples for us yeah man i think that's a it's a really good question to ask in this time um we actually believe in a god the christian god who's actually worked through history to be able to look back and see how he's worked through history through scriptures the christian scriptures to look out and see the current times and what's happening, we, we can actually overlay the two and, uh, and draw strength from knowing maybe not exactly how God is working, but to trust that he is working and he has worked through similarly troubling and unstable times. And what, what, I, go to, what I go to is um, he, he actually shook the foundations of his people read it in the Old Testament, uh, really horrible accounts of what happened to the people of God in the Old Testament. I mean, you, you read some of these books like Lamentations, some of the prophetic accounts of what Jerusalem looked like. And, uh, and it's really, really horrible. Babies dying, being pulled off of their mothers by the invaders, Man. rape, pillage, starvation, uh, uh, a complete economic system ruined and people carried off by these invaders to, uh, to a foreign land, slaves, literally carried off as slaves. And, and what we see is that the people of God previous to that, they actually were looking to things that some of us are looking to today for our rootedness or our security things that we're putting our trust in, the the people of God in the Old Testament, they put their security, their physical security in a land, a land that was theirs, that, that they were given by God to live in, to live in safety in. Um, maybe you could even call it a nationalistic security. Um, the borders of their land were, were what they placed security in. Some also place them, you could call it governmental security. They place their hope, their secure, security, their foundation, their ruin, uh, rootedness in the kings that they had. When, when you look, mm. they, they begged God for a king. Mm. God gave them a king. And they had generations of kings where they were putting their hope and their security. And uh, some even put their hope and security in the temple where they could go. Mm. And worship the place God. where they would worship. Is that what that is? That's it, man. They, they would go, they had a sacrificial system set up and they put their hope and their security in the ability to physically go to a temple and worship God. And when these invaders came, actually several different invaders uh, in the biblical accounts came, ransacked the temple, carried off the Kings, made the Kings, their, their slaves destroyed the national borders of Israel, so completely wrecked these things that God's people were putting their hope and their security in. These were all things given by God, but what we actually see is 
what God was telling them, don't put your security in these things given by me. Put your hope, your rootedness, and your security in me, not the things mm. that I'm giving you. Because, because just, just as they're given, they, they can be taken away. So, so to answer your question, we can look back and see how God has worked through history. We, we can look out now and see what's going on around us. And, and it, it at least makes us question what God may be up to now. Do, do you have any reflections on, on looking out now? You, you, you studied theology uh, for years. You, you've internalized the scriptures for yourself. We actually, um, we're actually told by other people, read, read with the, front, the newspaper in one hand and with the Bible in the other hand, because you apply it to regular life. When you look at the ways God's worked through history, when you look out at what's going on now, what what do you think might be happening? I think you're right. I think God um, has a track record of um, loving people and um, even pursuing people through weakness and illness. Um, Words that are uh, actually even fitting to be used of Jesus in his own life, um, things um, Jesus actually came to take on himself. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a deep, it's a deep thing. You know, I, one way to conclude what you're talking about then, Daniel, would be to see uh, from the perspective of uprooting or the shaking that uh, we've tapped into for the day, then one way to understand the coronavirus is you actually could understand it in this light as a mercy. Hmm. It would then be a merciful thing of God to allow something to take place that's ultimately going to uh, reveal our deep faith commitments and give us time to... um, place them in him instead of these different places that we could, we could have been disordered. So, wow. I mean, it doesn't really make sense when you just say like, Oh yeah, man, like a real way to understand the coronavirus is a mercy. I mean, mm-hmm. we just kind of like start with that. It's like, what, what are you talking about? But man, when you, I guess when you do look around, it's like, it's, it's, it's undeniable that things are being shaken up right now. Yeah. It's like, well, has God ever like used this stuff before? Man, dude, events that you just go through, man, you can actually see how, um, he's been merciful, um, through that to, I guess, really wake people up, so to speak, yeah. where they can think about who he is and what he's up to and give uh, time to really set their, their anchor into him. Wow. That's really good, man. It, 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 it's hard to think about, but, uh, but when we think about it and, and how it could be applying to our current situations, um, it's actually a hopeful message at the same time. And uh, in a conversation on church and culture, thinking through the reasonableness and the relevance of church in today's 21st century Western world, really all the church is then is a community of people who are prone and tempted and, and even often putting our hope, our rootedness, our safety in, uh, in these other things that we've talked about today, but continually as a gathered people that we talked about a couple of episodes ago, trying to remind one another 
those things are never going to hold up. They're, they're never going to bear up under the weight of, uh, mm-hmm. of your own soul's significance and safety. Mm-hmm. And we remind each other when we come together, only God through Jesus can bear up under the weight. When things get stormy and shaky as they are now, only Jesus can provide a true rootedness to use the word you just said, an anchor for our soul. And that's what the church community is. One, one spurring one another on to the only place that can really hold up. So mm-hmm. well, well walked out, man, the idea of it being a, a tender and even a loving mercy that things are as chaotic and unrooted as they seem right now, we, we can actually find a place to sink our roots in deeper. That's good. Maybe the the parting word on this one, um, just coming into touch a little more this afternoon with how shaken up things are continue to become. First uh, Peter 1, 24 to 25, the grass withers and the flower falls, mm. but the word of the Lord stands forever. Jesus came along and said that God's word cannot be broken, John 10, 35. And he called, and the psalmist would even call them true and righteous altogether. This uh, community that we're um, we're really just working together with God to form here is really founded on these ideas of, of hearing and trusting and obeying. We think that's what this whole thing comes down to in the end. Hmm. Um, maybe we could take some time to be still. Maybe we could take some time to be quiet and to listen to God through His Word to consider what he might be saying to us as things are being shaken up mm. to trust him in faith and try to walk in what he reveals. That's really good for those of you listening who, who would be interested in, in hearing more about how we as a community are, are trying to encourage one another to look to Jesus, to, to hear trust and obey him. You can click in, in the notes of this podcast and, and find ways to connect with the Redeemer community through the website and the social media handle. For the rest of you, we're so thankful that you continue to join us on this journey of dialoguing through the reasonableness and relevance of church and its role in culture today. Continue to join us as, as we discuss the, the implications of the coronavirus, both on, both on our lives, in our lives, in our families, the community that we're in, the church community. And in the world, you can track with us at The Public Truth on social media channels. You can find us on the web at www.thepublictruth.co.uk. Subscribe, share with your friends, and, and we'll be back with you in 48 hours with another episode of The Public Truth. Thanks, guys.